It's gonna. There's gonna be a snowstorm right now. Oh. It's starting tomorrow. It's gonna doesn't snow. scare me. Oh, boy. <laughs> anymore? Oh, really? Anymore? It doesn't bother you. Do you drive in it? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Mm. Doesn't scare because I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in with Stories with My Muslim Mom, the Immigrant Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Sultan, and with me as always, the fabulous... Mona Shamsan. You took too long, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> Just say it. No, I want, I want to hear your voice. I want to okay. hear your voice. Um, uh, as we said in the previous episode, we're taking a new direction with season two. Season two is about sharing other immigrant stories. Uh, we started the season very strong with Ahmed Khalaf, mm-hmm. uh, and we are honored to have this very special guest, also a friend of mine, a comedian as well, Mr. Mo Yaqub, yeah. <laughs> a.k.a. Muhtasham. Muhtasham. <laughs> Am I saying your right? yeah. name right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with the exact pronunciation, too. Did I? Muhtasham. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's harder for people to get, but Mo, thank you, you so much for being here, man. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Uh, w- you know what? We we try to be efficient and we try to jump in real deep right away. Uh, tell us about your process of coming to America. So my process of coming to America. So I moved to America six years ago now. Well, this is my seventh year, and I came here as a student. So I applied for a student visa when I was back in Pakistan. And I was given that visa. Um, Here's the reality of things that I never wanted to come to America at that Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. because I just joined a university back home and I made friends and Mm -hmm. I was happy. But my mom always wanted me to go abroad. Uh, so she like f- like forced me to apply for my uh, when, when you say abroad was it specifically America or anywhere uh, it was uh, initially it was anywhere but then I have family over here my uncle lives uh, in mm-hmm. America so she was like I want you to be where I know somebody uh, already is and is established so that's why she like made me come to America and Minnesota in specific mm. yeah okay. so then I applied and then I moved over here I was on a student visa for a while then I graduated so the way it works is on a student visa if you graduate you have one year to find a job mm. uh-huh. somewhere who can sponsor you and if you can't you have to go back home mm-hmm. so I found somebody who sponsored me they sponsored me, but work visa is a lottery-based system, and my name didn't come up in the lottery. Mm. So I had a choice. I either could go back or do my master's. So I did my master's. Mm. Then I had one more year. So then find somebody <laughs> else who would sponsor <laughs> me. So found somebody. They sponsored me. My name luckily got uh, got picked up in the lottery. What? So if your name wasn't picked up uh, from the lottery on your master's, you would have to go home? Yes. That's crazy. So I was like the last, or I could do my PhD as <laughs> <laughs> a teacher, you know. I've always thought about that. You almost uh, was like, ah, I guess I got to go for a PhD. You yeah. just become a doctor. Yeah, yeah, for some reason. Just to stay in the country. Yep. But so initially, you didn't really want to come here, right? No. It didn't, like you were in the new university in Pakistan. Yeah. We're in Pakistan. Islamabad, the capital. Islamabad, the capital. And you're like having a good time, and your mom like, ah, you gotta go with your uncle. And what, what did you come in the winter? Yeah, I actually came in January. 
2012. That's the worst time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had never seen snow back home, so the mm. first time I saw snow, I was like so excited. I was like, "This is fun!" Mm. You know, I like stood out for five minutes. I was like, "All right, this got old really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to stop now, but okay. but it's fine. I mean, you and get so used what, to what it after a while. So when you, what made you want to continue to say or something changed? I think I I get just got adjusted to life here. Mm. Uh, the biggest the the biggest thing is. The biggest difference is probably independence, um, you know, because back home, uh, there's a culturally, we're really collectivistic, you know, everything you do, you do with everybody, you know, mm. you know, every decision you make, you have to think about seven mm. other people, mm-hmm. how this decision is going to affect my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother. Right. So everything you do is according to that. Over here, it's the exact opposite. Everything nice. you do is for your own self, mm-hmm. you know, like back home. Up until I was 20 years old, I have never been outside the house after 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Mm, I have to come back home. Yeah, yeah. Now, sometimes I'm out to like 4 a.m., so (laughs) I just love that life now, you know? Like, there's nobody to ask me. You're like living for yourself. Yep. Mm. Yep. Like the independence. I think that part changed. (coughs) Because initially, when I was here, I was living with my uncle, Mm -hmm. so there were still some restrictions. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still remember my first year in America, I used to get a stipend from my uncle, which was 20 bucks a week. Mm. And I did spend that allowance. money. Yeah, allowance, 20 mm. bucks a week. You got to break it, what, $3 a day? I yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I, I would, like, use the vending machine quite <coughs> a bit. Okay, yeah, okay. Initially. So first year in Minnesota, you were going to school, where, St. Cloud? Uh, my first semester, I was at University of Minnesota. Okay. I was still living at home, and it was too big for me. Mm. Uh, and also, I wanted to move away from home so I could be by myself for a little away while. Away from your uncle. Yep, away from my uncle. Okay. So that's how I applied to St. Cloud, and uh-huh. then I moved there for okay. my undergraduate. And then that's when you kind of settled in of being independent and, yep. and, and, and so forth. And have you been back to uh, Pakistan in the last six years? So I, uh, I was <laughs> back home last time in 2013. And that's when I really realized, oh, like for me right now, going back home and adjusting is really hard. Now you're you you more assimilated here, you'd say, or you just like what you have here more so than over there? Yeah, I mean, like life is here now. Everything I'm doing in my life career-wise, it's like, it's like my vision is that, oh, 10 years, 20, 30 years later down the road, I see myself settling here in America. You know, I mean, if nothing happens, you know, and I have, if I have to go back, then Canada, if not Australia, England. Yeah, there are a just lot of in the West. Mm-hmm. Countries. <laughs> in Western. Well, is it yeah. mainly because the comedy is not pr- prominent yeah, that's, yeah, that's in, in Pakistan? Because mm, okay. you aspire to be an actor, comedian. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Mm, Mom, do you have a question for him? For Yeah. How was your first two, three months look like in, Amer- in America. And when you decided to come to America, how, what was your uh, expectation? Good question. Uh, See, my expectation was very different because I saw, you know, a couple of Hollywood movies. I was like, okay, that is America. Mm. When I moved here, my first couple of weeks, I stayed in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, But before that, I was in Dubai for a month. Mm. So it's all mixed up. When I was in Dubai, I was like, okay, this... Anywhere but Pakistan is amazing. 
you know, like tall buildings, mm-hmm. big malls, mm-hmm. like fancy cars. And then I moved to New York and I saw Times Square and I was like, it looks really big in pictures. In mm-hmm. reality, it's not mm-hmm. that big. So the expectation just fell down immediately. Mm-hmm. And then I came to Minnesota and I was like, there's nobody here. It's not like <laughs> <laughs> this is not this America. Is not America. Yeah. <laughs> where, where the hell did they bring yeah, me? That's funny. You know, it's just roads and that's it. Like for the first couple months, all I saw was roads. Plus, also, I was, like, in a really secluded environment. Where were you? Like, in Blaine, you know? Oh, you're, so like, I was living that. with my uncle. Mm-hmm. Literally, my life was, my uncle would drop me off to, to my school. class. Mm-hmm. When class ends, he t- picks me up, takes me to his office. I just sit there, you know? And then when he wants to go home, he takes me with, so I go home with him. Mm-hmm. So my first couple of months, like, six months at least, were, like, really secluded. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was in America. Uh-huh. You know, because it was the same Muslim community, same Pakistani people, all his friends. Those were the people I was interacting with. I didn't have any friends, you know, anything like mm-hmm. that. So it was, like, still didn't feel like America. Mm-hmm. But when I moved to St. Cloud, that's when uh-huh. the real America. So it's it kind of like being in Pakistan and putting on a virtual reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Being in Westworld for the first time. Okay. So what, this, uh, do you want to ask him about that experience? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like when you move to St. Cloud, you own your freedom. And uh, Tell me about that. Yeah, when I moved to St. Cloud, it was different, you know. Like, I was still, my uncle was like, okay, I'll let you go to St. Cloud. But I know this guy, you know, who is a client. Uh-huh. And, and he's also Pakistani. He mm. needs a roommate. Mm. Stay with him, mm. right? And that guy had his own, like, small shop in the mall in St. Cloud. So he was there the whole time, mm-hmm. you know. I was still secluded, but not really. Like, mm. I, like, went out, got myself a girlfriend. Mm. And that's when things, <laughs> things <laughs> changed. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say is something you dearly miss about Pakistan that you cannot have here? I think this might sound weird, but it's like friendships back home are very different. Mm. You know? How so? Like, like... I explained, like, the collectivistic approach and the mm. individualistic approach. You know, back home, if somebody's your friend, it's like they're your brothers, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll literally do anything for you, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like I don't remember any time back home that I was out with some friends and I had to pay for food or anything by myself. Mm. Like, like, always, like, some people, like... Like most, I I wasn't that rich. That's because I don't have a uh, credit card debt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wasn't that rich like amongst yeah. my friends. Yeah, but there's like a certain thing that we do. Uh, what Arabs do it too, you know. Mm. Yep. Yeah, it's also a level of unhealthy codependency in our culture. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Were you with one of those guys who's holding hands and walking in the streets? <laughs> no, that was my dad. <laughs> 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 my dad and his friends. That's you know, like it. that's normal. That's funny. Did I ever tell you guys that story? Mm. I go back um, uh, to Yemen, and um, my cousin, uh, my male cousin, um, I'm hanging out with him, and all of a sudden, I just, I'm walking, all of a sudden, I just feel wet, sweaty hands grab my hands, and it's Ahmed, Sabah's uh, uh, son. Uh-huh. And, and I go, I know this is a cultural thing. I don't like it. Americans got to write this one. Uh, but I, I, t- I feel too rude to ask him because I haven't seen him in so long. 
And then he starts swinging my hands. <laughs> and I go, this guy's just, this is, he's just messing with me at this point. Why is we swinging my hands? And then this is what, and then I, I like, I distract him and go, oh, what's that building over there? And I'll release the hand and I put it in my pocket and I forget. And then at one point, this is the most emasculating thing. Uh, we're about to cross the light, right? The light goes green. He grabs my hand, crosses me. Oh he my holds God. my hand, crosses me like <laughs> I was a child. So yeah, man, I'm I'm uh, got a little off tangent. But, yeah, uh, now imagine that. Don't like that. <laughs> but now, but now imagine that with like fifty-year-old, like Pakistani Indian Dude, uncles in, du- in Dubai. Oh, I've seen, let's go. In Dubai, I've seen dudes like hold each other's pinkies, <laughs> pinkies yeah. and walk around. It was like a Pakistani thing, I think, or Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indian like, Pakistani. That's the most coldest thing I've ever seen. It's not even like it's it's, <laughs> it's gangster. It's a very <laughs> gangster thing to do to swing. Pinkies like villains. <laughs> it's it's more of like like endearment, you know. Uh, yeah, like yeah. a lot of times, with like back home, when you shake somebody's hand, when you like s- say hello, like an uncle, my yeah. like my dad's friends or whatever, they'll just hold your hand hmm. and they yeah. won't leave it. That's fine. Yeah, they just like start caressing it and asking like yeah. intimate yeah. questions. Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll cross your hand and cross. Oh, oh, cross <laughs> you know, your, your, um, thighs. your thighs and talk to you. It's a weird <laughs> culture, man. Yeah, it's, a it's just a form of endearment. <laughs> I remember uh, in my first year in America, I got into a fight with this kid, and he was a, a Somali kid, you know. And, 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 uh, and I figured, I figured, you know, he's like he's one of us, you know, like he like he gets the culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was like, for his probably for you know second gen or something, and I, we got into an argument. And I was like, I'm sorry, bro, and then I I, I kissed him in the forehead. <laughs> that yeah. I pushed him in the forehead, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> everybody's like, "Whoa!" Well, I was like, "What's going on, man?" Yeah. We yeah. didn't know they were a couple. Exactly. Like, uh, brown on brown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. laughing because I was I, I my the way I think is changed too because of the gay marriage and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, when I see people to uh, say, you know. Uh, no, no. I mean, I have to question: Are they or not? Uh, I'm not, not saying sure. bad or, or back or, home. Yeah. You mean? No, no, no. Here. Yeah. And I, I ask, what happened to me? Why I'm always thinking this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell what what is th- if I see two friends, you know, holding each other or something, you or you know, even if they are, you know, Muslim or whatever. Mm. I always question that. Is mm. that, you know. Mm. Gay or not, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I I have a bro- I'm I'm a very touchy person too. Yeah. Like like even like friends over here, I'll just hug them. Yeah. Just That's when true. they're standing, you know, yeah. I'll just put yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's so like if we're affectionate I, people. I remember yeah. when I first came to to America for a scholarship. I keep holding yeah, my friend. She. Keep throwing my <laughs> hand. Don't do that. They're oh, gonna, sure. <laughs> gonna be. They're gonna think we're a couple. Yeah. <laughs> be mis- misrepresented. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're uh, in here. You go to Saint Cloud. You get a sense of freedom. At what point you go? I don't want to go back to Pakistan. When I went back to Pakistan oh. in 2013, you know, Interesting. I was so used to life over here. Mm. I went back, and you know, the first week was fine, you know, because. Your parents see you after such a long time. Mm-hmm. You know they treat you. You know you're jet lagged, so you wake up early. They're like, "Oh my God, look at my kid. He's so he's so polite now. He wakes up early." And mm-hmm. then you get into routine, 
wake up at like 12 you know p.m and then yeah. they're like oh do you wake up early and uh, you know like you, do this do that yeah you, oh, you gotta to drive like me to this orders. person yeah. yeah and then you're like all right i just i just like being by myself <laughs> for a while yeah okay yeah, so that's when I was like, okay, I can't. And then, like, also, like, when I think about the career and stuff, you know, mm. I'm like, you know. Was uh, where you grew up safe for the most part? It sounds like you were upper middle class or something. Or yeah. Middle class? Yeah, I would say so. Mm, yeah, okay. it was very safe. Gated um, community or what? Yeah, I mean, we had, like, security guards yeah, yeah. <laughs> in our house who would at night just be <laughs> up the whole night <laughs> with a gun in their hand uh-huh. just to make sure nobody and comes sheltered, to our house. Sheltered, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you, you grew up white, basically. Yeah, and then, like, you would sleep, and then uh-huh. right next to your bed on the floor will uh-huh. be your other servant. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so yeah. those are our lines yeah. of defense. Yeah, this guy. Which is, it sounds bad, but it's so normal. It sounds bad, I know. I met, is, so I met our guest from episode one is in the background <laughs> laughing. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Ahmed jump in for a second and tell the story that makes me laugh so hard. Ahmed. Grab, grab a, grab, grab a mic. One. Grab this mic. <laughs> Ahmed, you told me the funniest thing once. Oh, uh, wait, who's about? Who's it's about, about you. But who yeah. really? I already know exactly. This is uh, this is how we know uh, Mo grew up comfortable. <laughs> really, really rich. Okay, it's, tell it's, him the story. It's because I never grew up with servants. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was a poor Somali kid my whole life. And Mo, I can't. We were outside of Sisyphus, great comedy place. And and you had a a coin, a quarter <laughs> in your hand. Look at it. And you go, ping, and catch it. You go, want to play a game? <laughs> I'll give you this quarter <laughs> if you win. <laughs> it was the most Dickensian, villainous, like, <laughs> I have money, peasant. Would you like it? It was, it's so dirty. It was that's the dirtiest thing I ever Yeah, played. it's a classic Pakistani <laughs> game. Coin flip. Coin you play flip. If you get servant. it, you win. Dude. Uh-huh. That's a rich shit. Yeah, if Man. you get it, you get thank, to thank you, Ahmed, for that uh, <laughs> moment. Uh, but that brings me to something I assume about Pakistan. I might be wrong. I feel like it's a very class focused. Like you have your Untouchables, and then you um, you have you. <laughs> and so what was it like growing up in Pakistan for you versus for someone who was less fortunate? So it's Pakistan for like. 200 years almost, Pakistan and India, were ruled by the British. Mm. Yeah. And before that, for 800 years, were ruled by the Mughals. So Mughals were the first people to bring in pretty much the class system mm. and things. And it's still prevalent to the, these days, you know? Like, if you're born in a certain family, like, outside there are, like, so many hurdles for you, you can never skip out of that class, you Just know? from being a, a certain last name. Yeah, certain last name. Even if you do break out... You know, a lot of times people won't like let you marry somebody outside of your class. Is your last name good? Yep. Your surname is fine. So I come from, my last name is Yakub, right? Which yeah. is not my family name. My family name is Rai. So Rai comes from Rajput, which is the Mughals. So the people who built the Taj Mahal and mm-hmm. things like that. So that's where my family lineage mm-hmm. comes okay. from. So like even the village. <laughs> this is so messed up though but like the village that i i was born at and not born in but like where my family comes from mm-hmm. so we are the court system 
of that village. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, 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 for example, there is still law and order, but before people go to the police, they like come to our house and they're oh. like, hey, this guy did this, this guy did that. Can you be the mediator? Oh. And then my dad would be like, all right, you know, blah, 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 blah. You just give him back his land. And give him back his money. So growing he up, you had you guys. This would happen at your pl- house. Yeah, and my house. Like I was like That's young, crazy. and I'll just go to this like court yeah. system. Of course, you're gonna like have people an ego. like sitting. Of down. course, you're gonna have an ego growing up. <laughs> if you see, um, okay, that's interesting. And you see, have how many siblings in them all? I have like three other siblings, and they're all in Pakistan still. No, so my sister, older sister, she is in London. Okay, she's married, has a baby. She's a doctor. Mm-hmm. She married wow. somebody out there, so she lives there. That's her life. Okay, mm-hmm. you know. And then I have two younger brothers. Uh, one, um, he works for a British tobacco company in Pakistan. Okay, um, and they have their own like. So he's like the regional distribution manager, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he is living that lifestyle where he a gets to drive, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So the other one still lives home. My mom got family. so sick; he was abroad, and mm-hmm. then he came back. Because of my mom, mm-hmm. because she was sick, um, so uh, he lives there. Are you there the youngest or oldest? No, I'm the middle child. So it's okay. my sister, me, and then two younger brothers who are twins. Okay. So there's. Do the you have age. pressure from your family because you come from that certain status and you have a doctor sister? What's the pressure like in in in, in your career shows, which is uh, comedy? What's that like? So, so the difference is, I used to be in TV back home. So my mom, she understands, mm-hmm. you know, she's okay with it. My dad isn't. Mm-hmm. My dad has like separate goals for me. He says I, I should get married within the next year. Mm-hmm. I should have at least one kid before I'm 30, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and <coughs> I should start praying five times a day. <laughs> so <laughs> Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So okay. those are his things. And, and when they say within a year, what's the pressure like? Are there... Sending you like resume of other girls and stuff. Yeah, like my mom keeps sending me pictures of girls. You know, she was like, "Hey, how about this one? How about this one?" Like she sent me two this week. This week? Yeah, and then she called me. She was like, "You never said anything." I was like, (laughs) "You already know my answer by now. (laughs) You don't have to." You know. But here's the thing, like, she's so... She Say, thank you, I'll pick my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I don't stop her, though, uh-huh. because the reason is, like, she's a stay-home mom, yeah. right? Of course. All her kids are gone. Like, mm. there's just one kid who lives with him, mm. her. He's also out, you know, out and about. Mm. She doesn't have that much to do. Mm. She is... She just is, collect, like... Collecting girls like Pokemon. Yeah, but she's, but she's <laughs> like... So she's, like... Like, she, health-wise, she's not there, mm. you know? at all Mm. this is the only thing that keeps her distracted Mm. their whole day Mm. you know should go visit them yes i'm like i decided just don't bother her i'm like you know just do your thing are you gonna visit her soon then i if the government allows me yes okay oh so what's your status (laughs) like now as uh so now you're sponsored by your uncle so you're working with your uncle right yeah so i'm working with him their company sponsored for my green card Mm. Um, so you're gonna get a green card through them yeah Amazing. So it's still in process. Let's see what happens, you know. Mm. Uh, hopefully I get it. Once I get it, then I can travel. And you can be really comfortable. Because I remember yeah. uh, maybe six, seven months ago, you were, you were working with this company, and then they let you go with that kind of warning. And then you had like a month to find a job. 60 days, yeah. Yeah, 60 days. Wow. Otherwise, he has to go back to Pakistan, right? Mm. Yeah, and then if you go back home that way, you can never come back. Mm. 
because it's like quote unquote you breached the contract with the U.S. government, mm. so you're not allowed. And then your uncle for a second almost <laughs> said no. <laughs> he's yeah, he's like no, because your mom was yeah, and then my mom was like yeah, 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 pretty much. But then my mom was like, okay, just let him do it, and then he was like, all right, fine, because my uncle he has his own accounting firm, and that's what I went to college for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it was easier for me. It's really hard to find people and like companies who would sponsor you. It's very hard because for them, it's like at least five grand of an expense mm. just to hire somebody. Even and if like you pay them that, that five grand, they, they'd rather have you not be a citizen or be comfortable. That way they can push you. I feel like they take advantage yeah, of you, right? Yeah. Like my last company did. For tax season, I worked approximately 80 hours a week. You know? oh, wow. And then they promised me. They were like, hey, as soon as tax season ends, we're going to give it to you. Green, green card and then they fired him <laughs> <My goodness. laughs> pretty oh. much yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much yeah. i would say so uh and then so uh, uh you were told me something interesting about canada and i think it's a cool way canadian does immigration what was the system like in canada it's like a point-based system yeah you know and there are like certain things that they so if you have like jobs like if you like it's so weird like if you're like a fisherman you can easily go to canada and become okay. a citizen so quick. You know, if you're a truck driver, you know, like carrying lorries and stuff, that's super easy. For professional jobs, it's a little bit harder, but not really. Like, there's like a language requirement. You have to prove to them that your English is good enough. So you take the exam, uh, how much years of experience you have, what degrees you have. Mm-hmm. So there's like point based system mm-hmm. off of that. And then you try to find a job. And once you get it, you become a permanent resident right away. Yeah. Wow. You're an asset to Canada because you have all these qualifications. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how it should be. Like, if you're worried about immigration, but I think, you, I like the idea. Even a fisherman, you know, like, it, can, can, it doesn't mean that you have to be a certain status, blah, 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 but, you know. So the, the, the it's way. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Huh? Asayat. So the way I s- wow. my, my mom just said the fisherman said yeah she's a, she's like is that a really fisherman yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. the reason is because there's like so many jobs out there for that and they don't have enough people for mm. those jobs Mm-mm. so if you want to come in for that job they're like yeah come ahead mm. here's your you know like here's yeah we need all the help we can so here's yeah. the funny part mm. so when Trump <laughs> was trying to get elected he was like you know what. Canada has a really good system. We should have a point system too. And oh. if you read his point system, mm-hmm. it's 100 points. You need, you need at least like 80 or so to get in. Yeah, 60 mm. of those are points. You get 60 points out of 100 if you have a Nobel Peace Prize or an oh. Olympic gold medal. Oh, <laughs> Not in America, so but in a country other than America. Crazy. <laughs> and it's like, who qualifies for that? That's like 10 people yeah. almost Crazy points in the whole system. world. Yeah. There's like la- for language, there's like two points, you know, yeah. cultural is like two points. All the things that matter for the av- yeah. Yeah, for an average person, there's yeah. just really slow. But it's like yeah, if you have a if you have an Olympic gold medal, you can come to America. Yeah. It's We're like why would I want to yeah. do that? I'm a hero in my own right. country. Well, it's just to get the Russians in. You know what I'm saying? Who else has <laughs> that, many <laughs> that many gold medals except America? Except for Russians, yeah. Or Chinese I'm people. Yeah. There you go. yeah, but then for China and Mexico, the wait time is 15 years. That's crazy. Uh, and before we wrap this up, Mom, I'm going to give the mic to you. Do you have any questions that you would like to ask, Mom? Uh, how about uh, your Pakistan community in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. What's something that you really appreciate about uh, Pakistan community? And something you wish you can change that? 
good question. In American community? In American. Yeah, so in the Pakistani community here, what would you what do you like and what you would love to change? Um, what I love the most, this realization I had like a couple months ago, uh, one of the Pakistani, you know, like guys who lived in Minnesota, mm -hmm. he got cancer. Mm -hmm. He just found out that he had cancer and his mom was abroad. Mm -hmm. And the way everybody like, you know, came together to help him out mm -hmm. and help his family out, make sure that his mom comes over, you know, because the doctors gave, gave it, gave in there. Like you just have these many days left. And oh. then he passed away. And then the way everybody, like, gathered around for his funeral and helped out, mm -hmm. you know. That was a time when you think about death, that's when you want to be connected your, to right. your people the most, mm -hmm. you know. Like, I've been to, and I regularly go to funerals just so I can, you know. Because that is, like, the end point everybody has to reach. So for me, it's very important to have that realization and validation. And the way I saw the community come together, I thought that was huge. That... Because no matter what happens, you can still fall back on some people that you know. You know, just because of one idea yeah, and ideology that you share. They, they don't have a GoFundMe <laughs> for sick people in our communities. They just they just do it. They, they, they just help out. Because yeah, cool. I was thinking, I was like thinking, I was like, oh, you know what? Like for me, like it's the comedy community. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. I know if I die, somebody will post about it on Facebook. Hopefully, <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not, not me, not me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, we'll we'll make fun of you. That's <laughs> We're gonna tell we'll tell him the flipping corn story. Like, you thought he was rich. What about now? <laughs> uh, we'll 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 throw the well. Everybody will throw coins instead of flowers. <laughs> I love you, Mo. Mo, you are one of my good friends. Yeah, I, really I know you have. You. There is a big mosque. I've yeah. been there and I love it. And then mm -hmm. it's really organized and then they yeah. have some activities. Pakistani mosque. Yeah, the one uh, in I think it's the best. Yeah, the yeah. one in Bloomington. In Bloomington. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they have some activities and. Yep. Do they do that? Uh, are they are supporting stuff through that yep. or what? Yep. yep. Through the mosque too, you know, like Friday prayers when people go. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows everybody. Like, like I consider myself a religious person, but not really religious you mm -hmm. know like praying is still important for me so mm -hmm. i sometimes go on fridays when i go people still remember me you know they mm -hmm. see me they hug me they're like oh my god Take like, you. <laughs> 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 uh, i should one of these days i gotta take i gotta take myself first <laughs> before i can take out so so this You're gonna like it let there. me answer it's the nice. second part of that okay, question okay. second part of that question what do you not like about the community and it's mm -hmm. the pressure mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the same pressure. thing is ah. the same thing, you know? Mm. It is loving and bearing and a community feeling, and but sometimes it's too much. Right. It's overbearing. And that's like, because it's like, yeah. if somebody saw, like, I, like I, when I go out with people, you know, that's another thing. I was like, oh, what if somebody sees, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh. It's all about reputation yeah. and blah, blah, But blah. I'm like open with my family, my uncle. Yeah. Even my mom knows about everything. I pretty much tell her everything. Mm. I'm very open with her about everything. She oh, knows. Like, even if she calls she me at 4 a.m., she does. Mm. She does. She is where the religion part comes into. She had a dream about it. So she was like, oh, keep doing it. <laughs> it's good for you. So I was like, all right, I guess so. Gives you a purpose. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mom, you have shared a lot. I really enjoyed your company. Thank Mom, you. we're about to wrap it up. Any final words? Last words. What was your master 
That's such, yeah, a, that's such an Arab mother. <laughs> <laughs> that's such an Arab mother. I got some girls for you. What, yeah, was, what, was, what was the degree that <laughs> Ali should have gotten? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can go back and get his baccalaureate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wrap this up. This has been Stars with My Muslim Mom. I've been Ali Sultan. Thank you so much. We'll tune in next time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>